Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. Hey friends, welcome back to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and taking control of your high life means I want to help home cooks and lazy stoners just like myself make simple, effective, and and healthy edibles at home. Yes, I'm just like the people I'm trying to serve. I'm a home chef or a home cook without any formal training, but I do enjoy it. And sometimes I can also be pretty damn lazy. I want something that I can whip out real quick, which is why I have that uh, go-to cookie recipe. And having a, a recipe in your arsenal that you can go to every time is always super helpful. So that's why I'm here. And I'm glad you're here too. So let's get into it. Today we're talking about gummies. We're talking about legalization and how edibles help me quit a pretty nasty habit. So if you're listening last week to the show, A Whole Lot of Nonsense, you may recall that I was talking about the gummies that I made that had a consistency of jello. Garbage, if you ask me. Complete garbage. They also tasted like ass. So I threw them out. I actually still have a silicone tray in the fridge that I haven't thrown out yet. It's just a matter of time. Every time I look at it, I get a little sad because I really hate wasting the ingredients. And that alcohol tincture I made that went into them is not a short process to make. Even though I made it in the magical butter machine, it's still in that machine takes about eight hours to infuse. So it's quite a lot of time and I ended up, I'm going to be throwing them all out. So what you really want is to find better recipes. Don't do what I did. Go to a website called My Edible Chef and I'll tell you why. When I was looking, I think in that last episode too, I was talking about how I made these other gummies, but I hadn't tried them out. They were from this website, myediblechef.com. And what attracted me to this recipe? The recipe is called Quick and Easy Homemade Cannabis Gummy Recipes using only three ingredients. Uh, Hello? That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the kind of recipe I'm looking for. Quick, simple, and effective. The best part for me too was that the infusion that you used in it was honey. And I happen to have honey all ready to go and my infusions covered, which is another reason why having your basic infusions of a butter, an oil, and something like a honey or maple syrup all ready to go means you can whip up quite a few different things at the last second without having to do buy any specialty ingredients or make a last minute infusion because even though it's not hard to make something like honey it's actually really easy to infuse all of those things it adds a couple hours to the process when you're like I just want my edibles now so it's a great recipe and they taste they taste great too they're not quite like the same consistency as a gummy that you would buy in the store granted they are like a really, I hesitate to describe them because I think you should just try them, people. Go to myediblechef.com to find the recipe. I think it's right on her front page. 
but they're not exactly like the ones in the store. But guess what they don't have? Unlike the store-bought gummy candies you're going to get. They're not going to have, they're not going to be chock full of sugar. They're not going to be full of questionable dyes. Natural, quote-unquote, flavorings. If you could see me now, I'm doing the air quotes around the world word natural because anybody who's looked into this stuff knows that can comprise of a ridiculous number of different ingredients, which aren't always so natural. It's not going to have high fructose corn syrup in it. So this recipe is super simple, has three ingredients, and you control exactly what you put into it. If you want to use kombucha, as it suggests, you can use whatever fruit juice you want. If you want to use a fruit cocktail as more sugar content, that's great. But if you want to use a pure fruit juice because you're, you know, thinking of the health angle, it's all up to you. That's what taking control of a high life is all about. I did reach out to my edible chef on Instagram and asked her what she thought would be a good something something to share for people who are just getting started out making edibles at home and she did have some great advice she said she'd suggest that they become a master of their craft teach yourself through reading and watching videos online experiment a lot taste take notes and tweak to make existing recipes even better and i really like this answer for a lot of reasons obviously becoming a master of your craft that can be hard to do when you're you know you're a home cook and you're not necessarily aspiring to become an Instagram phenomenon or make this a business but having uh, as I mentioned many times on this podcast having that go-to recipe that you can really master makes a big difference is why I keep going back to the cookies because for me they're simple and easy but I've I've perfected it so much that when you're giving them away to friends and family it's a lot easier to have confidence in what you're giving away because you know they're going to taste good they're going to be effective you've mastered the dosing at this point so it just means having that go-to recipe is always a good idea I like reading and watching videos online there's so much great information out there myediblechef.com being one of those great resources you should check it out she has a lot of other recipes on there too besides the gummy the gummy candy recipe and finally experiment a lot obviously you find out what you like and what you don't like when you do experiment will you occasionally have times where things don't work out like the jello infused jello that i made last week of course you will but that is sort of part of the fun and then when you do find a recipe or you've tried something else you do like well you appreciate it even more because you did take the time to figure that out And I would say always have a note in your phone when you're making infusions or you have a recipe and you were tweaking something because if you don't make a note of it, you will probably forget. I almost always do. Every time I make an infusions, I put the date and what I did, even though it's almost the same every time. And then when there's small variations, I can refer back and see what I did. If I'm ever trying to like calculate the dosage, like I figured out recently, I think my cookies are about 45 milligrams, give or take. But I know this because I can go back and see exactly how much cannabis I used to how much coconut oil, etc. So big shout out to myediblechef.com. You can find her online and find her on Instagram. And she makes beautiful edibles that if she were a little closer to me, I would probably be buying. Because as much as I love cookies, I love making my own gummies and infusions, sometimes you want to see what other people are doing. Am I right? And when somebody has really, you know, a cannabis chef has really perfected the art and makes beautiful, beautiful creations, why not support them and try it out? Yeah, wish you were living closer to me, my animal chef, but alas, here we are. 
Next thing, moving on, we're going to be talking about legalization. So by the time this podcast comes out, it should be October 17th, 2019. I'm in Canada and it was exactly a year ago today that cannabis was made legal in my country. I can tell you that's a day I never thought I would see. It's still really weird sometimes because sometimes I'm talking about cannabis when I'm out in public with people and I'll literally like lower my voice and look around a little bit because old habits die hard. I mean, when I was in high school smoking a shit ton of pot, trust me, you could get in a lot of trouble for that kind of stuff. I remember going to like rallies to legalize cannabis back then. I mean, a lot has changed in 20 years, let me tell you. The cannabis is legal in Canada. It has been for a year. They're supposed to be legalizing edibles as of tomorrow. Or as of whenever this this podcast comes out. I believe on the 17th. But it's pretty difficult to find anything on the internet about that. A lot of the articles that I've looked at have been looking at, you know, were dated from like last year and they're still speculating when all this was going to happen. What does it mean for you and me? Not much will change if you're making edibles at home because that was always legal to do. It's interesting to look at legalization all around the world though because now that I've started this podcast, it really makes me think about where I might want to take this podcast if I've ever went on on the road with it. And of course, everybody always thinks of the Netherlands, which according to my research, actually decriminalized cannabis in 1976. I wasn't even alive yet, believe it or not, people. So that's pretty crazy. But while it's considered a safe haven, and that's sort of the image it's it's projected around the world, it doesn't actually make it legal. But of course, the cannabis shops, the coffee shops that are Amsterdam is so famous for, made it pretty easy to access good weed in Amsterdam. So of course, Amsterdam would be one place I would love to go. Uruguay was actually the first country in the entire world to legalize cannabis. Not Canada, in fact. Uruguay was ahead of us by about five years. They fully decrim- or legalized sorry, cannabis in 2013. So that's kind of interesting. So maybe a, a podcast there could be interesting to see what kind of edibles and stuff they got going on down there. South America has been on the bucket list for a long time. Maybe Uruguay is the first place to go. And finally, Portugal. Portugal famously decriminalized most drugs, I believe, in 2001. And Portugal's long been on my bucket list, so that would be a great place to visit. I think there's still some minor penalties. I can't say for sure. Now, they have legalized medical cannabis in 2018. So hopefully they got some some good edibles happening over in Portugal. What I did notice too when I was doing some research is the legalization of medical cannabis. It has been happening all over the world as it should too because to punish people for using cannabis whether it's for medical or recreational purposes is kind of obscene in my opinion and that's been far more widespread than just legalization of recreational cannabis I don't know what everybody's so afraid of are they like you can go home and drink yourself into a stupor but if I want to if I want to enjoy my cannabis recreationally suddenly the world's going to come to an end I mean really who's with me on that I'm pretty excited though about the possibility of legal edibles although that doesn't really mean again doesn't really mean much for me as far as 
as far as any changes in my life, I'm still going to keep making them and I'm still going to keep eating them and I'm still going to keep sharing them. And I hope all of you do too. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, and I'm a little bit hesitant because this is a pretty personal thing. Yeah. So let me just wrap my head around it for a second. We're going to be talking about how edibles helped me quit a pretty nasty habit. (sighs) Okay. How do I phrase this? It did help me with a pretty nasty habit. I wouldn't say it was the only tool I used. Edibles were were one tool that I used in a whole toolbox of different things that helped me overcome a pretty serious cocaine problem. And it's not something I've talked about publicly really ever. There's a few handful of people that obviously knew. There's still a lot of people that don't even really know. So if they listen to this podcast, they're going to find out. You guys might be finding out before some of them. I'll have to deal with that. There's so much stigma surrounding drug addiction these days. Just go on to any Facebook post. Have you done this? Because I know I have. Go on to any Facebook post where somebody comes out saying they've had a drug problem or they're changing drug laws or somebody they know has passed away. And the onslaught of people with just horrible things to say about those who are struggling with addiction is pretty disheartening, to be honest. And it's no wonder why people don't don't come out and ask for their friends and family for help more often. Because obviously they're afraid of the judgment. And I totally get that because it's something that I struggled with for a solid couple of years before I was able to finally quit. And I'm pretty happy to say as of October 8th, it's been one year since I last used. I haven't done any cocaine in that amount of time. And again, one of the strategies I used among many was edibles. And before you say anything, I know on a scale, some people I know have had some really serious addictions that were probably a bigger battle than mine. And I can appreciate that. And I feel those people. If you're one of those people out there, I see you. I empathize with you. I know how fucking hard it is. And you might be struggling with something I know nothing about. It seems like every drug carries its own its own battles if you will on overcoming it fortunately with cocaine it a lot of it seems to be a lot more mental which doesn't dilute the difficulty in giving it up but there isn't really the same physical withdrawal symptoms that you might get from other from other drugs out there but one of the big things with cocaine is of course there's a real social aspect and there's that Again, that mental hurdle. It's just your once you start thinking about it and those cravings start coming on, they're so intense. It's almost like that's the only thing your brain can think about until you satisfy that craving. And when I was first trying to quit, it meant not going out on the weekends with friends and stuff because drinking often led to buying drugs. And, you know, I'm not a big drinker, but I do enjoy wine and I do have friends who are just like, hey, let's go out for a drink. But, you know, one beer or one glass of wine, next thing you know, I'm going down the wrong path. So it meant staying in. And anybody who's ever suffered from the fear of missing out, and if you haven't, you're probably lying at some point or another in this social media age. We've all had those moments where like, you know, we don't want to be the ones sitting at home by ourselves on a Friday night. But for me, it was about choices. And what I would do is if I was making this conscious decision to stay in because I didn't want to put myself into, into, the, into any kind of temptation, I would eat one of my cookies and relax on the couch, 
watch a really funny stand-up special or something to that effect. I get really stoned, which also meant that I couldn't drive, so I couldn't go and get any. And usually it put me in this comfortable place where I didn't feel the need anymore because I was already so high from eating the edibles that I didn't, that urge to buy drugs sort of wasn't there anymore. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's sort of one of the strategies I use. I use a whole bunch of strategies and I failed a bunch of times too. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's why it took me a couple of years to finally give it up. And there were a few times in my life where I thought, you know what, this is never going to happen. And I was starting to think what my life would look like in five years if I didn't manage to give up this, this monkey on my back. I felt like a total slave to it, but the edibles really did help. It made hanging out on a Friday night at my house that much more bearable because again, I had to do it. I had to do what I had to do to stay away from the temptation. And a lot of the friends that I have had no idea that I I did drugs. I, I have a lot of fantastic friends in my corner, but I didn't want to get into the whole reasons why I wasn't drinking and that kind of thing. And again, there's that stigma, like I said earlier, about about sharing this kind of thing with people because you don't know how they're going to react. In fact, me telling you guys this stuff right now, I have no idea how you're going to react. But it's a battle that I overcame. Using edibles did help me. I haven't touched it in over a year and I know I never will again. I really did feel it made a, a huge difference. And the funny thing is too, when it came to smoking cannabis, it was a completely different story. Sometimes I would smoke cannabis to try and make help myself come down, help myself sleep when I was doing drugs. And usually that turned out disastrous. Full-on panic attack where I thought I was going to die and have a heart attack. You'd think that that happening to you like more than once would be enough to give, you know, give your head a shake and think, what the hell am I doing with myself? I got to quit. But no, it doesn't really work like that. So if any of you are struggling with this kind of thing too, you can always hit me up at bite me podcast at fastmail.com. I did create a resource called quitcocaineaddiction.com. It's just sort of this goodwill project that I'm putting together because I figure, you know, I struggled with this for years. My drug use started out as a very recreational style of drug use, like most people, right? Like you did it because it was fun and it was something that happened every so often until, you know, you wake up one day and you're doing it several times a week and you're like, where did those days go when this was fun? Because after a long time, it, it wasn't fun anymore. I was spending way too much money. I was, it was getting, interfering with my life in a whole bunch of different ways. I looked back and thought, well, I finally quit. What can I take? Well, how can I use this as a positive? And so I created the website quitcocaineaddiction.com. So if anybody else was suffering from the same struggles that I was, that I had a list, an action plan, if you will, that helped somebody else near and dear to my heart overcome their own addiction too. And edibles is on that list, this action plan. It was sort of like this multi-point list I put together of different things, different angles to attack the problem. And it helped me out a lot. It helped out my, my, uh, my friend. And I'm hoping it helps other people out there too who are dealing with cocaine addiction. Specifically because that's what I have experience with. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything about what you've heard today, again, the email is bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Any thoughts about today's episode? This one, uh, I know when I hit the publish button or whatever online, it's going to... It's going to feel pretty real after today. So I hope you're still with me next week. 
but I would love to hear from you guys. And I'm going to be over the weekend creating another edible that I'd like to try. I think they're called fat bombs. I've made these once before, but it's been a long time. But basically they are vegan, paleo, low carb, no bake, soy free, gluten free, sugar free, which just means that they're pretty easy to make. But as soon as it says no bake too, I made them before you keep them in the freezer and I think they're a very quick and short recipe to make. So they use coconut oil too, which I always have on hand. So I thought I'd try something different. I'm trying to eat a little less sugar at night sometimes, even though those vegan gluten-free cookies don't have a lot of sugar in them. Try to make my edibles as healthy as possible. And I like to try out different things sometimes because, you know, even I can have too many cookies. So I'm going to make those over the weekend, I think. And I can report back and let you know how they turn out. If you have any recipes that you've tried recently that you really love, again, let me know. Shoot me a message. And this is Marge signing out until next Thursday at 8 a.m. when you can expect the next podcast. So hopefully we'll meet again then. And if you think there's there's somebody that would benefit from listening to my podcast, any of the episodes I put out, please share. Sharing is caring. Isn't it people? Have a great weekend, you guys. Bye.